0: I am so glad that you are here today, especially after the last couple of years that we've had to live up through and live through, uh, times when a lot of churches uh, were not able to meet and some churches are just now getting back together. And also during that time, our access to each other was pretty restricted. I was able to visit somebody in the hospital for the first time this past weekend, and I'm so glad Craig Price is with us today. Where are you, Craig? Okay, we were praying hard, brother. We were praying hard, and God answered those prayers, Um, but it just feels like we're getting back to life, and thankfully, back to church, and again, I want to encourage all those that are watching online to come and join us as soon as you can. You know, we know that You know, maybe you feel uncomfortable still, but I tell you, there is nothing like being together, right? I want to encourage you to invite your friends and family members to church. Uh, A personal invitation to get back to church is such a powerful opportunity. Let me... hmm. And I got just the perfect thing for you. Out there, uh, you will find these little invitation cards for Stations of the Cross. That's coming up in a few weeks. And we have these invitation cards that you can share with your friends and family and invite them to come out. Uh, Reserve a time when y'all can go together. Uh, What a great way to get somebody sort of acclimated to coming back. Maybe coming out to a small group study could be an entrance back. I think if you ask those who have been participating in these, they would tell you what a blessing those studies have been. You know, the church is made up of people. In fact, that's what the church is. The church is people. It's not a building. It's a collection of individuals who have trusted in Jesus with their lives and they choose to support one another in this journey we call life. And that's what we're here for. That's what the church is. When we come together like this, we find hope. We find a hope that empowers us to overcome anything that life can throw at us. And so with that said, Welcome to church today, all right? You are a part of something bigger than yourself, and you are here for a reason. I'm reminded of, of a story about a man attending a little league baseball game, and I saw, I saw a picture one of our members. He had his son out <laughs> early this morning in that cold, uh, hitting balls. That's cool. But the kids were on the ball field, and and uh, some were in the dugout, and playing their hearts out, you know, and it was only in the first inning, and the score was already 16 to nothing. Uh, one team was losing in a landslide, and the man walked over to the dugout of the losing team, and he asked the little boy that was in there, if he was discouraged by the score? Had he lost hope? And the little boy looked at him a little puzzled, and he said, why would I be discouraged? We hadn't even gotten a bat yet. <laughs> There's always hope. Um, now, this is one way to look at the challenges that we face in life. The church throughout history has had the audacity to have hope In the face of trouble, it stems from the victory of a resurrected Jesus Christ. When things looked the darkest for Jesus, as he hung on the cross, he knew it was far from over. The tomb would not be the end. He would defeat death, and he would come back to life. And with this, as the church's backdrop. There is always reason for hope. Amen? So today we begin this brand new series called Hope is Here, leading up to Easter and our celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. I would argue that one of the greatest needs we have in our lives, especially after the years we've just endured, is a sense that there is hope in the world. Some of us have experienced great loss over the last couple of years, and it has been troubling. Some are still dealing with the effects of that loss. The last couple of years have caused some of us to doubt our faith and the things we used to hold securely to. Some of us feel broken because of the pain in our country and the pain in our world. Some have given up on faith and they've given up on church in the process. Can we all just agree that we all need hope? Amen? Amen. The good news is that hope is here. You see, Jesus brings hope for the weary. In the Gospels, Jesus was always offering hope to those who were around him, those who were struggling in life. Whether it was a crippling disease or an oppressive government or a physical or spiritual hunger or possibly an evil attack, Jesus would meet people right where they were. The people who meet him knew that Jesus was there. And the people that met him then Know that hope was there too. In Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, we read these words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find what? Rest for your soul." For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So as we read that passage, we recognize that Jesus acknowledged that people are weary. So let's be honest today, life is hard. Would you agree with that statement? I mean, we have wonderful moments, but I tell you what, there can be some very difficult times in life. There are times when we need to be reminded that there is hope. Life circumstances have a way of leaving us feeling hopeless. I would argue that there is nothing in life that can steal our hope more than when we find ourselves weary or tired or worn out. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand this morning, but if If you agree that those are some of the most difficult times for you, just say, "Uh Uh uh-huh. I would imagine that there are many in the room or online today who know exactly what this feels like. Waiting for a diagnosis, paying off bills, trying to save a marriage, enduring COVID-19, trying to grow spiritually. I mean, in times like this, we often feel like we can't keep going and we just want to give up. It's like the famous NFL coach Vince Lombardi. Some of y'all might remember that guy. He said once, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Jesus was aware of the tendency of people to shoulder heavy burdens. And for this cause, they lose hope. Jesus spoke to his followers about John the Baptist's faithfulness. And in the midst of prison, John the Baptist was asking questions. Was Jesus really the Son of God? Was he really the promised Messiah? Had he worked all that time for nothing? John the Baptist was losing hope about whether or not Jesus was indeed Messiah, and whether his work had been in vain. And in light of this, Jesus spoke these words we are focused on today. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Now, I think Jesus is doing a couple of things here in this passage. First, he's acknowledging that life can be heavy. It can be a burden upon us. We live life Within margin. We we are hard on ourselves. We work hard to keep up with others around us, and we get weary. And so Jesus, in a way, is normalizing this for us. This is the human experience. We shouldn't feel bad when we feel crushed by burdens. We shouldn't feel like failures. Before his untimely death and July of 2017, Chris Bennington, who is the lead singer of Lincoln Park, gave an interview about the band's song, Heavy. I don't know if any of y'all listened to that music, but this is what he had to say about the song. He said, I don't know if anybody out there can relate, but I have a hard time with life. Sometimes it's great, but a lot of, a lot of times for me, it's really hard. And no matter how I'm feeling, I always find myself struggling with certain patterns of behavior. I find myself stuck in the same things that keeps repeating over and over again. And I'm just like, how did I end up here? How am I in this? This place right here. And then he points to his head. This skull between my ears, This is a bad neighborhood, and I should not be in there alone. I can't be in there by myself. It's insane. It's crazy in there. This is a bad place for me to be by myself. If I'm out of myself, I'm great. If I'm inside all the time, I'm horrible. I'm a mess. And as for me, that's what was kind of where the, and he quotes the song, I don't like my mind right now, stacking up problems that are so unnecessary. That was where that came from. And so for Chris Bennington, the heavy weight of life, and fueled by his best friend's suicide, it became too much for him to bear. And he followed in his friend's path. Friends, life is hard When we lose those we love, when we struggle to make ends meet, when we struggle to make the grade or the team or the list that's invited to the party. Life is hard when we fail, when we let ourselves and others down, or maybe we're let down by those that we thought loved us or cared for us. When we experience that heaviness, we often shy away from going to God for help. We avoid being vulnerable with others as well. But Jesus tells us that if we are weary, we can come to Him. This is not an accusation, this is an invitation. Come to Me. He's not saying anything bad about people that are weary. He is just calling you when you were hurting, when you were struggling, when you were scared, when you were lost, when you were weary. Come to me, Jesus says. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to give up or quit on life. Jesus offers another choice, and he invites us to take a yoke that offers rest. That's the choice. You keep carrying the burden of your own yoke, or you lay that aside and you take my yoke upon you. Jesus offers a solution to exchange our yoke for his yoke. Look again in our text. He says, and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, y'all know what a yoke is. It's a wooden harness that a farmer would attach to his livestock to plow a field or to pull a cart. And the yoke would help keep the livestock safe as they worked and would help the animals submit to the farmer. Now there were some people in Jesus's audience who were submitting to a way of life that was law-based and was hard to live up to. It was a religious and legalistic way of life. It was performance-based And driven by the need to succeed and to be good enough. The yoke he was offering was one of grace, one of mercy, one of compassion, one of love. One yoke causes people to become weary and beaten down. It adds to their burden. The other causes people to find rest. And peace. Jesus invites us to remove whatever yokes we have around our necks and to place his yoke upon us because it is easy, it is light, it will give us rest. Jesus offers hope for the weary by reminding us that our value is not found in how well we hold it together when things get tough. Or how we compare to other people who are around us, our value comes from the love that he has for us and the grace that he is offering to us. I shared several weeks ago that over the last couple of years I'd I, become weary and discouraged. I mean none of us are uh, you know immune to all these things. You know, I felt like somehow I have been a failure or missed things. And I'm sure that I have because I'm human. I, I know that. I can say that I was weary and burdened and there were so many faces that have come and gone from our church over the years. There are people I thought were friends who left without a word and just ghosted me. There are people that I'm sure felt I didn't minister to them, uh, to their needs. But they, they never told me, they never shared with me. My natural inclination, I think this is human nature, is to judge myself and to ask, where have I failed? My natural instinct is to think, I don't have what it takes. Back in January, again, I shared this several weeks ago, but our team went to Savannah and the Next Level Conference and the speakers really challenged me to flip the script, to think of this in a different way, to focus not on our past failures, not on struggles, but to think, look, God's called me to something. Just be faithful to it. They encourage us, again, just to be faithful to the calling God has given us. God isn't asking me to be perfect. He's not asking you to be perfect. You can't be. He's asking us to be faithful though and not give up. Some have put it this way, God created us as human beings, not as human doings. We are called to love God and to love people and to let God handle the rest. And when we do this, I believe a weight can be lifted from us. This need we have to perform, to be perfect, To never fail is like a yoke that we carry around. It is a burden. And Jesus is offering to take this yoke from us and give us his yoke. Now think about what his yoke is. His yoke is love. That's the burden Jesus wants us to carry, to love one another and to love God. If you find yourself weary today, whether because of circumstances you cannot control or maybe situations that you're responsible for, I want to offer you hope today. I want to offer you hope for a better tomorrow, hope for a true purpose, hope for a clean slate, hope for peace and rest. It is found in Jesus because when he is here, hope is here. Understand that when you don't value yourself, He values you. And some of you are beating yourself up. Some of you are just miserable. He values you. He loves you. When you don't feel valued by others, you need to remember He values you so much that He died on a cross for you. He wants you to trade that burden you carry for his burden, a lighter burden. He wants you to trade your yoke of guilt and shame for forgiveness and love. He wants you to turn in your past pain for a future peace. What's interesting about Jesus' illustration about a yoke is that a wooden yoke would not be typically worn by a single ox. It would have been in tandem with a second ox. They would work together to pull and to plow. You see, God did not create us to be isolated. And this, I think, is part of the worst part of COVID, is the isolation People having to be in a hospital room and not have family or friends with them. That isolation is debilitating. He created us to share life, which leads to our final point. The Christian way is to carry one another's burdens. Part of taking up Jesus' yoke is the fact that he provides others to help us deal With this life the reason that church is so important is that we find hope when we recognize that we don't have to do this alone that we have people that care about us people that will help us the rest that we find in Christ is best experienced alongside others in Ecclesiastes 4 now we often read this at a wedding but it doesn't have to necessarily... Oh, which, by the way, Josie Parker got married over the weekend. So. <laughs> uh, her parents went over to England. So I'm guessing they're either... I guess they're probably... I don't know when they're coming back. Um, they, they might never come back. I don't know what they're going to do. But Ecclesiastes 4, beginning in verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Remember the lady in the commercial years ago, help, I fall and I can't get up. Remember her? Okay. But hey, when we have someone with us, we have that help. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia about the importance of living in community with one another. He made made a point that we need each other to avoid sin and live in harmony with the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 6, 2, he wrote, Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. It is the way of Christ to carry the burdens of others. To live in line with the way of Jesus is to be willing to meet the needs of others. That's partially how that burden is lifted. When we see someone in the church who is weary or someone who is burdened, We try to come to their aid with joy because it is in doing so that we offer hope to them. We become God's answer to their prayers. Isn't that cool to think that you could be the answer to someone's prayers? You don't even know that they're praying. But when you step forward to help, maybe they're praising God, thank you for sending them. Burdens come in all shapes and sizes. Some burdens are self-inflicted. We can help shoulder these burdens by offering grace and forgiveness and a willingness to help navigate a better way, to sort of help God towards better decisions. Some burdens happen to us. A, A divorce we didn't ask for, a sickness that was unexpected, a job loss that is devastating. In those instances, we can carry each other's burdens by being a listening ear by bringing a meal or by helping to meet a financial need. Sometimes we can help network to help that person find some solutions. Many of you will remember that a a few weeks ago. and David Rayfield, David's right over here. Um, We we prayed for David. Uh, David has finally gotten an apartment that's his apartment. Praise God. We, we've we been waiting over a year for this to happen. David's in a very tough spot physically. Um, you know, he's finally got this thing out of the way, but again, waiting over a year. David has nothing. He doesn't have any other than the stuff he can put in his car. And I put out the word that David needed some help and a lot of people came out. They said, look, we, we can help. And, and I believe, uh, and we'll see when we, we're going to try to move him in tomorrow and Tuesday. So if you said you can help, you need to get with me and get that stuff here so we can get it to his apartment uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. Many of you have responded to that. David I think, is going to have what he needs when all is said and done. His bedroom furnished, living room, kitchen, bathroom. But truth be told, what my friend David needs more than anything else, more than furniture, is friends. He needs people that love him. David has had a rough life. He is struggled, and it's been hard for someone that's come through what he's been through to be able to get back on his feet and have a life. And it's hard to get your life together when you don't have anything. But with the help of Christian friends, David is getting to that point. He has often said to me that he has felt like giving up. He's been very weary. And if you see him today, David physically, he's not doing great. They were able to do the catheterization on him this uh, past week. uh, But it's going to be two weeks before he sees his cardiologist. We need to pray David can make it two weeks. Because his heart is very, very weak. But he has often said to me that when he has felt like giving up, he thinks about the people that have helped him. And he doesn't want to let us down. He's never had so many people care about him. Without his church family, he doesn't believe he would be here today. That, my friends, is what the church is all about. How can we get through this life alone? Wherever there is a lack of hope in our community,
1: we should look for
0: opportunity to carry the burden. Because when Christians are here, Jesus is here. And when Jesus is here, hope is here. Our world needs hope like never before. There are more lost souls today than have ever existed in the world before. Did you know that? More people in America choosing not to believe in God than ever before in the history of this country. I truly think this is more about us as his church than maybe it is about God. I think we have truly not shown Christ to people. I'm not talking about us personally, but the church as a whole. The church in America has often been seen as being more about religion, more about do's and don'ts, more about obeying rules and regulations than about having a relationship with Jesus. And honestly, I think many times we have turned people away from God. But here's the good news. When we love one another in this way, We fulfill the most basic law that Jesus required. We love God with our whole heart, and we in turn love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the greatest commandment, isn't it? Jesus didn't say, go plant a church. He said, go and make disciples. That's relational. How do we do that? Well, I would say by loving people, and sharing the love of God with them. Unless people know that we love them, why are they going to listen to us when we try to tell them about Jesus? I know people that will stand and shout at people and throw rocks at people and condemn them all day. But unless people know you love them, why are they going to listen? Jesus said all the law and the prophets hung on those two commands. That sounds like hope to me. I hope that no matter where we find ourselves today, Jesus offers us rest and peace. And we don't have to do it alone. When we invest in the relationships God gives us within the church, we find help in living within our margins. And sometimes we need someone to help us by saying no. No to the things that occupy our time, that occupy our attention, that occupy our resources. Sometimes we need someone to remind us that we are loved by God and that that is enough. Sometimes we need someone to help us slow down and rest in the grace of God. And so I got a question for you Are you weary today? Do you feel beaten up by what's happening in your world? Are you burdened by life? Does it often seem like too much for you to handle? Do you feel like quitting, running away, or hiding? Jesus says, come to me and you will find rest. You don't have to do it alone. We are in this together and this gives us hope. Jesus is here, and when Jesus is here, hope is here. Father, we thank you that you offer hope to the weary. Some are weary here today, Father. They've been through some very difficult times, and and they're struggling, and they don't know how they're going to get through it. And I pray that your Spirit would help to bring peace and comfort to them, For the one who is ready to give up and quit, Father, give them the will to hang on, maybe to talk to someone, maybe to seek prayer. Help us to take up your yoke, the yoke of love, and help us help others. Make us aware of people that are in need. This is the way Jesus showed us. And so, Father, today I I lift up my friend David Rayfield. I know that physically he is struggling mightily. But, Lord, I just pray that you would lift his spirits so that he would know he is not alone. He is loved and his church is there for him. I pray, Father, for those struggling and weary of under cancer. Amy Taylor and Wanda Thompson and Lee Blankenship. Uh, My sister Elaine Gregory, who is about to go in for surgery. Father, I pray for the marriages in our church, families that are struggling, weary, ready to give up. Can they just hold on and seek your spirit? Seek an answer that is one that is gracious and one that gives glory to you. May we carry each other's burdens.